The last phase is the, oh my God, fuck me and don't stop phase. This is the phase where it's very animalistic. Just she says stuff that just comes out of her mouth. She just can't get enough of the penetration. She's so aroused. She wants you all in there as deep as you can, like as many times as you can. That's a place I think most women have never gone and only dream about because... Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Another great week, actually the first great week in a year <laughs> for me. Um, oh my God, I just looked out the window yesterday morning and I had tears in my eyes because I was like, wow, this is like the first week that there's more good days than bad health-wise. And I don't think we acknowledge enough of the good days we have, the good memories we have, the good weeks we have. And it can almost feel sometimes like, oh, well, I shouldn't be dealing with pain. So when we're not dealing with pain, we don't feel any sense of gratitude because it's kind of like, well, this is how it should be. But like, who says it should be that way? You know, like if we're not in pain, we are blessed because there are a lot of people living in pain, right? That's just one example. But it's it's just a reminder to stay focused on or just keep be mindful and be aware of the days that go really well and the memories you you have that are so great that you you can look back on and you can look back on them at them whenever you want you know no one's preventing you from thinking about the best memories of your life and the best friendships of your life and just bringing that bringing that to the surface every once in a while especially when you're having a hard day remembering your sex memories the best sex memories you've ever had when um, when you're feeling insecure, when you're feeling like you're not confident sexually, you know, look back at those times that felt really, really good to you. And you'll often find patterns. You'll often find, oh, wow, I was more, I did more of this during that time in my life. Or I was reading this book during that time in my life. And maybe that's where some of that confidence came from. Maybe I could do that again and get the confidence back. You know, like, this is why good memories are so helpful. They can kind of put us back. We feel it so real. It's such a real feeling. And then you can actually recall, like, what were you doing? What were you reading? Who are you talking to? And can you, can you bring that back into your life if that's what you need? I was showing Andrew, actually, he decided to scroll to episode one of my podcast. And I was like, Jesus Christ, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, please. Can we not do that? And he's like, come on, it'll be funny. And he's scrolling and he goes to the first one. And I told him, I knew what the first one was talking about. I was like, Andrew, it's going to be like some stupid, weird episode that's like, 
I'm in Santa Monica next to a garbage can and it's a windy day. And he's like, what the fuck? And so we scroll to the episode and and that was the exact thing that I said. And I was like, I remembered it to a T. I was just, my voice was so wild and carefree. He was like, who is this carefree person? Like, how do you get back to this? Because he often says I'm just too stressed and anxious about work and about just life. I mean, with health, it's been a crazy year. But but just like, you know, I take my business a lot more seriously, too. In the beginning, I was just like, la, la, la. <laughs> Let's record a podcast. Like, oh, my God, this will be fun. <laughs> That's how I sound. I just sound so carefree. And so we were listening to a little bit of it, like cracking up. And we turned it off, went to bed. And it just left me thinking why was I so carefree? I mean, number one, it was just a hobby at that point. I wasn't making any money. I was just really passionate about the topic and I loved reading about the topic. Another thing was I had just moved to Santa Monica. So there was a lot of newness, right? There's a lot of new experiences, new people, um, in a really good way too, because I know you can move somewhere and that doesn't mean it's going to amplify your mood in a good way. But Santa Monica really did. I felt so at home as soon as I moved there from day one. And I just flew across the country not knowing anyone. Um, And then about like two weeks later, I started this podcast on the beach next to a garbage can (laughs) in Santa Monica. So I was was carefree uh, because I just moved to my dream place. I left a really bad relationship, which is why I flew to Santa Monica (laughs) on a whim. I loved my roommate so far. I had really good relationships who were very supportive. Um, I had enough money to take care of myself and figure out what I wanted to do. And I was really healthy. I was super fit. I had crazy amounts of energy. And I also was reading this this book by Joe Dispenza. And it was about meditation. And like he explains from a quantum physics level, how manifestation works. And that's basically what the book is about. But just, I remember reading it and just doing meditations in a totally different way. And it was a 40 minute meditation. I did it every single day, sometimes at night too. And at this time I was waking up at 4.30 AM. So I was like energizer bunny, like do this meditation that was super intense and took me to like another planet whenever I did it. (laughs) And then I went to the gym every morning for like an hour and a half to two hours. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Came home and then would read and study and take on clients and try to start this business. And yeah, just thinking of that book that I remember I read, I was like, all right, that's something I can do again. I could read that exact book. And I could start doing those meditations again. And maybe it will help kind of bring out some of that part of me. So a few days ago, I started reading the book just every so often, not like crazy into it because I'm reading a bunch of books at once, but like I I just flip through pages and just get some of it back into my mind. I started doing the meditation every morning and it's feeling really good. (laughs) And I have to say This has been, like I said, this has been probably the best week I've had mentally and physically pain-wise in the last year. And I was just like, what the fuck was I doing this week? I was meditating. I 
was working really hard. This was a really crazy work week. It's been so intense and it continues to be. It's Friday morning, but I, I have a list of exactly what I need to do. And it's like, ah, shit, like let's dive into it. You know, but I, but I wake up and I get excited to do it. And that's a feeling I used to feel back then. And I haven't felt in a while. So just that excitement of like it being dark outside, I'm walking into the office and I'm turning on my lights and I'm like, all right, let's get to it. You know, it's like that, let's do this. It's, it's an exciting, it's a love it's an exciting, loving, passionate feeling. And I think a lot of it has to do with slowing down, doing those meditations and really putting myself in the place of what's the type of reality I want? What type of person do I want to be? And how can I get so into that zone of who that woman is and how my life, what my life looks like and just really zone in on it? Um, so yeah, I will actually, I'll give you the meditation. I, it's on YouTube. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Hopefully I remember to do that. But it is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza guided meditation, tuning into new potential. It's kind of weird because his voice is very robotic. He's like, now close your eyes. <laughs> so it's not your typical like headspace, go to sleep think about your day. You know, it's not like that. So it's, he does it for a reason though. It's, it's apparently to get into your subconscious much faster, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, try to avoid that, but do the meditation and see how it feels for you. It really changed my life back then. I was just living my dream life when I was doing that. And yeah, I just started it again. So we'll see what happens. I mean, along with that, I've been eating a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> And eating a lot of like vegetable mushrooms, taking mushroom supplements, <laughs> just like obsessed with mushrooms as a way of potentially healing my mind and body from this traumatic year. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think along with that, just keeping up with friends and family and getting back to the gym. <sighs> anyway, it was a good week to wrap that up, but try the meditation because it's very different. It's very long, so it's most likely not something you'll do every single day, um, but it is pretty powerful if you do it, you know, if you just really try to do it. So anyway, I was thinking of today talking about, um, oh, by the way, Andrew and I, I keep meaning to announce this and tell you guys, but Andrew and I started our own podcast and it's called <laughs> Sex and the Office. So I'm going to put that in the show notes too. We've made about eight. I think we've made about maybe almost 10 episodes at this point. Maybe more actually. Actually more. Yeah. I think we made like 11 or 12. And we've been doing it once a week. It's kind of our little passion project. We don't know if we want it to like go out there, out there. But I was like, oh, I'm going to share it with my audience um, because we're primarily doing it to document our lives, like our relationship topics that come up between us that we find interesting that we're like, oh, we should probably share this on the pod. And if someone finds it interesting, then cool. And if not, we'll this, we're just documenting our lives to look back at different times of our lives and see what we were talking about, what was interesting to us. Yeah. A lot of those conversations have to do with sex or relationships or communication. And then also like sex in the office, the 
we're, we're updating like our business lives and lives and what's going on for each of us in business. So it's a bit more behind the scenes, you know, our, our finances and what we're feeling most challenged with and what we're most excited about, what we're working towards, um, where our self-limiting beliefs come in, like stuff like that. So the beginning few episodes are super awkward because we had to share a microphone and we just were not used to podcasting together. (laughs) And I remember after the first like four episodes or five, I was like, babe, we're not good podcasting. Like there's no flow between us. Like in person, when we talk, there's so much flow. But when we podcast, I just feel like it's terrible. (laughs) And he was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, honestly, I think it's because we're sharing one mic, which is super awkward because we don't feel we can't be in a flow if we have to pass the mic back and forth and like worry about it making noise and this and that. So when he updated the podcast equipment, we have our own mics. And since then, the episodes got a lot better in terms of flow and and uh, intrigue. So the last few episodes, probably like episode eight and above are the much better ones, I would say. So anyway, check it out. See what you think about it. <laughs> if not, whatever. But I, I guess I, I don't know. I was like, I guess I'll just share it with my audience. And But let's talk about penetration. I <laughs> Moving on to penetration. <laughs> I'm the only person who could just jump right into penetration and it's, it's normal. It's fine. I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday and she was telling me how when she's with her girlfriends and she's my best friend is like 35 probably. And she said whenever she talks with her girlfriends who are all married, they are complaining about their sex lives. And I was like, oh, my God, tell me more. Tell me more. And my friend said she's very happy in her sex life and she has sex as much as she wants And her partners have, like, they're both happy with the frequency, with the quality, like, they just, she feels good about it. So she's like, it's always a little awkward for me, but I just kind of listen to them and let them vent. And, um, it just amazes me how it's just always complaining about the same stuff. But like, I'll ask them, like, you know, do you bring this up to them or him? And do you ask him if he would make changes? And the women's response are typically like, no, like no matter what I say, nothing changes. Like he's too wrapped up in his own head. He doesn't care what they're actually saying are things like he sucks in bed. He's horrible in bed. Uh, and this is multiple women all each talking about their husbands. He doesn't know how to fuck me. Sometimes I just want to be fucked and he doesn't know how I want it. Our sex is terrible. Um, he he doesn't last long enough and it's a problem. We never talk about it. He, what was the other thing? It was basically wrapped around. He doesn't care about what I really want or what I feel like I need. And if I bring it up, he doesn't do anything about it. It's either like, and, and what I've seen, and this isn't what my friend said, that's kind of where it ended in terms of the information I got from her. But what I've seen and what I've heard is guys will very much, if they get negative feedback around sex, they take it so personally and so harshly that it, instead of being curious and being like, okay, well, how, how do you like to be fucked? Like, tell me, like, what does that look like? What would it, what would I have to do to like, to get you really turned on and fuck you the way you want me to fuck you? Like that's, that's what, that's how a emotionally mature 
man would handle a woman being like, you don't know how to fuck me. Like, all right, tell me, babe. You've never shared this with me. I am not a mind reader. I want to I want to make sure you're feeling good. So let's talk about it. Like, how do you like to be fucked? Like you're taking the ego out of it. You're taking the, oh my God, I must be so bad. Yeah, you probably are bad if you don't know her body and you're not trying to. So, and you'll never get better unless you talk to her, you know? So there's too many guys that like run away from the issue and just don't want to hear any complaints. And they then they move forward with their sex life, not asking her anything and eventually giving her less pleasure because they don't want to confront the topic that they might not be good at. And it's this horrible mess. And then women get in this place of like, I don't want to have sex. Like, and then the guy's like, she never wants sex. I don't know why she never wants sex. I'm not saying this is every situation, by the way. It's definitely not. But it is probably the majority of cases. The the guy's not understanding her body. The woman gets frustrated, but she's also not opening up. The guy's not asking her. She's not giving clear direction. She might just say something like, you don't fuck me. You're not good at fucking me. Or I don't like the way, I don't like our sex. And then he doesn't go into that conversation. He avoids it. So then the conversation's never had. And because the conversation's never had, whenever they do have sex, it's not enjoyable. And maybe it's enjoyable for him because he just wants sex more, but she's not feeling any connection or any sense of like care because he's not solving the problem of actually pleasuring her. So she's not into the sex. She just does it to do it. And that's why it's so sporadic. And that's why when he asks her if she enjoys sex, she'll be like, no, or like, I don't really want sex. And then the guy's like, I don't know why she never wants sex or how she can't ever want sex because she's not enjoying it. You're not going to want something or crave something that doesn't really feel good. You know, it's just, you're not. So it's not, most of the time it is not her. It is not her hormones. It is not her body. Most of the time it's you guys not talking about it and not understanding what each of you need and prioritizing what each of you need and turning towards each other instead of away from each other because you feel awkward or you feel like you suck in bed. You got to understand why you suck in bed. <laughs> you do. And it's okay. Like, just think of it like, okay, it's okay if I suck in bed with my partner. I got to find out why, because that's not okay. It's not okay to not know why and to just keep doing the same shit and keep feeling bad about it. It's okay. We suck at everything until we're good at it. And then we like to do it more. So chances are, if you do understand your partner and you have the conversation that maybe feels initially uncomfortable or awkward, and then you learn something from it, and then you put into practice what you learned, you have a better experience, then what happens? You start building actual confidence and you and your partner actually enjoy sex, which is going to make you do it more. No matter how busy you guys are, no matter what you have going on, if you really enjoy your sex, you will keep it in your life on somewhat of a consistent basis. You just will, because we do what we enjoy. We also do what we're good at. And we're not afraid to ask for what we're good at. Moral is you might suck. You might suck in bed, but that's okay because you're not a mind reader and you're not going to be great with every single partner just by guessing. You can only play the guessing game with, with certain people. And even with certain people, you can only do it for so long. And then it comes a point where it's like, all right, our bodies are changing. It's not what I want anymore. Now I want this. But in order to share that with your partner, that means you got to talk. 
So if you're never talking about sex, you will never know um, when those phases change, when those desires change, and how you can actually become better in bed. So a major thing I wanted to talk about regarding this topic is penetration specifically. Penetration is something every man strives for. (laughs) I just want to penetrate her. I just want to fuck her hard and long and I want to last forever. I want to give her multiple orgasms while I'm penetrating her. Like there's so much to do with penetration. When a guy thinks that way, it's more for himself than his partner. And he could say, oh, like I just want to please my partner and give her multiple orgasms with by penetrating her. But that's not how most women get multiple orgasms. So who are we really talking about here? <laughs> who are we really trying to please? Um, it's okay if you're trying to please you because I'm always stressing the importance of making sure that you're also feeling pleasure. But don't say that you have to get super hard and penetrate her forever because it's for her pleasure. Unless you've asked her and she said that and she said, because there are women, there are women who get multiple orgasms via penetration, but not the majority, definitely not the majority. So what guys don't realize is like, even for penetration to feel good, it has to come with a certain level of arousal, a high level of arousal. Because and a high level of arousal and lube as well. You can't just put on lube and go in and keep going and it's going to feel great for her. Then she'll just feel like, okay, it's physically comfortable, but I'm not aroused. I'm not really into it. And if she is into it and she's very wet naturally then it's going to feel it's going to feel totally different and then if you add lube to that it's probably going to make her more wet and she's going to get even more into it but there's also women and this is where it gets confusing there's also times when women are naturally wet but they're not highly aroused this is called arousal nonconcordance it's when the body is giving a different message than the brain. So there are times when a woman is super aroused, but physically dry. That happens. It's been happening to me with my health problems. So I've experienced this, being super horny and turned on, but I can't get vaginal lubrication going naturally, which is why lube has been my friend for the last year. (laughs) And that happens sometimes. So it's like, all right, I'm not just going to have painful sex Like, that sounds terrible. I'm just going to fucking use Lou because it solves a problem in two seconds. (laughs) So anyway, there's women like that who are super turned on but are naturally dry or have moments of naturally dry. It's not all the time. Like, for me, it's not all the time, but it happens. So it's like, okay, let's use Lou. Then there are women who can be super wet and she's she might even be, like, just very wet where you're like, oh, yeah, you're really into this. But she's actually mentally not into it. She's not aroused. It's just a physical response. Sometimes there's a physiological response as a means of protection. If the body knows there's going to be something and penetrating it, it might naturally lubricate for protection. Um, And think about that. Like women's bodies naturally lubricate to protect so that there's no pain. So if she's not wet naturally enough or lubricated enough, sex is going to be painful. 
it's it's also interesting that there have been many rape victims who were very wet in the moment. And there's, there was a lot of uh, shame for them because of this. And it's like, it's like, you know, why would I get really wet when I'm being raped? Or else on non-concordance shows that your body will have a reaction that you are not mentally involved in. That just shows how true this is and how important lubrication is. And if there's not enough lubrication, it is either very painful and uncomfortable. This is going to really hurt in the morning. Like these are the thoughts that go on for women who are being fucked over time without enough lubrication or even from the start. It's just like, oh, this is going to hurt or this hurts now. This is uncomfortable. I can't get horny. I can't like relax because this doesn't feel great. Then there's a level of it's not so much pain, but it's discomfort. And it's just like, uh, this is like not doing anything for me. Then there's the level of, so we're going pain, discomfort, feeling nothing, just like kind of feeling annoying. I think this is where a lot of women are too, who are just like, I don't want to have sex. I don't have time for sex. I don't want it. They're just like, they're over it because there's no pleasure attached. It kind of just feels like they're being fucked and it's this numb feeling. It's just like, if you're not aroused and a body part is just going into you and out of you, it's just like, okay, hurry up, get this over with. You know, like she is so just not into it mentally. So she's not aroused and maybe she's naturally lubricated enough to not have any physical discomfort, but there's kind of a mental discomfort of just like, uh, like this again, just get it over with. There's no connection. There's no arousal. Then we go to the good, like, okay, this is pretty good. This is okay. And if I stimulate my clit, it feels so much better. And I could really like amplify the feeling and there, there's definitely a lot of people in the good section. Definitely you can get to a point of having an actual orgasm via penetration. Like if you're feeling obvious, if you're feeling pain, discomfort, or nothing, that annoying nothing feeling, you're not going to have an orgasm because your arousal's not into it, right? Your brain's not into it. There's no connection. There's no arousal. Once you're in the good phase, then you're like, okay, I'm actually in the present moment because this is feeling good. I don't have to double think what's going on down there or worry about what's going on down there. Oh, it feels nice. Okay, I'm in the moment. I'm here. Um, I'm getting horny. I'm getting hornier, right? And then you go into that. And then the last phase is the, oh my God, fuck me and don't stop phase. So this is the phase where it's very animalistic there might even be pain, but she knows she doesn't give a fuck because it feels so good. <laughs> like she's so mentally aroused that even though there's some physical like pain, her cervix might get be getting bruised. Like she just knows it's going to like there's like that overall thought of like, oh, shit, this is intense. But like I'm here for it, you know, and it's that animalistic like just she says stuff that just comes out of her mouth and she doesn't want you to stop and she's like screaming at you, right? Like that's where the arousal is peaked and she just can't get enough of the penetration. She's so aroused. She wants you all in there as deep as you can, like as many times as you can, you know? So that's like, that's a place I think most women have never gone and only dream about because you have to have you have to have an understanding of your own body to get to that point. You have to talk with your partner to get to that point. You have to 
Um, and does this happen with one night stands? Sure, it happens. I think it off. I think it usually does happen though when when you know your body and when you're good at um, just initially reading the person and you're a good fit, which is definitely not all the time. It's not like a common occurrence where you have great sex with just anyone. Very, very rare. Yeah, it's a matter of knowing your own body, talking with your partner, and having your partner care about your own body and your partner knowing their body. So there's a lot going on there, you know? And for so many of us to think, oh, sex is just something we should just be great at and it should just always feel great without thinking about it or talking about it or taking actions towards improving it, a crazy thought like that's so crazy like we work at everything else in life we think about everything else in life we try to improve and we realize that if we practice we get better and we realize if we talk about it and learn about it read books about it we get more knowledgeable and then we get better you know and then with sex it's like I should just be better now (laughs) no you shouldn't no you shouldn't so yeah uh I don't know, man. I just know that there's so many, like I said, there's just so many women who are not getting to that peak point. And that's not an every time thing either, because you're not always that horny and that aroused to get to the point where, you know, where your partner's there with you, like, and you're just fully going at it. Like I get that, but it can happen so many more times than you think when you really know each other. It can, even if you don't have a lot of vaginal natural wetness could still happen because lube is your friend. Lube is your friend. I've been talking about lube so much this week because all of my client calls in some way brought me back to lube, (laughs) stressing the importance of lube, 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 because of the fact that, you know, you're only going to have that, eh, it's okay type of sex unless, as I mentioned throughout this episode, there's enough wetness to protect the body physically so that she could focus on herself mentally. Like you can't fully mentally let go if you're worried about how you're feeling physically down there. And lube and wetness takes away the worry. What it also does, which is really interesting, and I think a lot of people don't realize, is that lube can actually promote natural vaginal wetness because it kind of signals to the body like, oh my God, we're really wet, look at us. And then like you get more turned on because your body <laughs> like thinks you're really, really wet. And then it helps you get more turned on. Um, and then of course, sex feels better if you're using lube when you need it. And then when it feels good, it gets you more aroused, right? Like penetration can get you more aroused. Um, and then that helps with natural wetness. So it's, you could even use lube as a, as like a tool to get you more aroused. And, um, as a woman and a guy, um, this is why I always tell you guys, to masturbate with lube. Always masturbate with lube because it's the best way to replicate what you're doing with a partner. And always be mindful of not shaming your partner about lube, about anything, but but definitely not about lube. I think we live in this culture that's uh, like, I can't believe sex is so, so taboo still. But when it comes to when it comes to lube, especially, there's often this negative connotation around like, I don't know, like I'll quote super bad, like a bottle of lube. <laughs> this is so funny. If you've seen super bad, you know what I'm talking about. But the part where he's like spermicidal. 
And then he was like, yes, I want her to feel good. <laughs> Michael Sierra. Oh, my God. I'm just dying. But basically, Jonah Hill's like yelling at Michael Sierra because Michael Sierra bought a little bottle of lube to have sex for the first time. And then uh, Jonah Hill's like, they're 18. They're good to go. Like, they don't need that shit. You know, it's kind of like a which which is true. Like most girls who are young are able to naturally lubricate a lot, a lot more typically. But there are some younger girls who don't, you know, so we don't want to shame women's bodies for maybe not getting to that point if they're really young or feeling like, oh, like you're older now. Now you need this. This is like your crutch now. Like, I think it's important for us to think about lube as like an added thing. It's like I kind of put it in the personally, I put it in the category of sex toys because I don't like need it most of the time. Um, Over the last year, I needed it more than ever. I'll be honest. And it was hard to need it because I didn't want to need it. But then once I used it, I was like, wow, this is so much better. (laughs) Why? Why the fuck do I even care? Um, Like, it's so helpful so quickly. And um, and yeah, so when we can just view it as like, think of it like a sex toy, like, oh, this just makes it better. And if you can even share that with your partner, hey, I heard that lube can actually like make you even hornier. Did you ever think about that? Or like, did you ever think about like trying lube? Like, I know I, I didn't know how common it was, you know, like to say this to her makes her feel like accepted to be able to use it. Cause I know there's a lot of you guys who feel like, Oh, like, I don't know if we, sh- if we need lube yet. And it's like, take the shame out of it, dude. Like doesn't have to be a weird thing. Um, it can literally save your sex life and have you having so much more sex especially if she's dry or not dry, dry, but not very wet, maybe just a little wet during penetration, that's not enough. And I'm telling you, if you're not wet enough, it's, it like hurts the next couple of days. It's not like excruciate, like it's not like a huge deal, but like, it's not comfy. You're not at the place where you want to have sex and if like anytime soon, you know, it's kind of just like, uh, so I think there's a lot of women in that situation that are like, oh, I can't like not. But, um, anyway, I, I want you guys to feel like it's not only helpful for you to use lube when it comes to penetration, um, and especially masturbation to make your masturbation sessions more real and therefore more like congruent with your sex life with your partner, but also especially her. And I think too many women feel weird about using it or feel like they shouldn't have to use it and they feel like they might get judgment maybe from their man if they use it. I'm just telling you guys, do please don't judge her. Please don't judge her and please even encourage her because I know for the majority of you who start using it, it will enhance your sex life. You will do it more. It will feel so much better for the both of you. It will be just way hotter sex because she won't be thinking about she won't be feeling numb or she won't be feeling like any sense of pain or discomfort. And that way she could be more in her head, in her arousal, like in her head in a good way, like just like really in it and like zoned out into that like sexy outer space land. <laughs> like I feel like when I'm really in the moment during sex, I actually zone out of the moment and I go to like this sexy outer space land, which just came to my head. I don't know why I worded it that way, but it's kind of just like, like all that exists is like feeling good. 
and that's it. And it's just an outer space of just like good feelings and I can't get enough of it. So a few things to consider. I hope that speaks to you, you know, not in the way where it's like you suck in bed, but like maybe you do. And what do you do now? You know, because it won't help you for me to be like, you don't suck in bed. You're amazing. But you might suck in bed. There's a good chance a lot of you do when it comes to your partner. Right. Maybe not in general, but with your partner. So how do you answer that problem? How do you solve that Rubik's cube? <laughs> One of my clients the other day referred to a woman's vagina as a Rubik's cube. That's <laughs> <was> dying. <laughs> um, this is funny. You got this. Try to take the try to take feeling personally attacked out of it and realize you're human and none of us are good at having sex with our partner until we understand our partner. That's just it. We can't be consistently great with them in bed unless we know them. We learn about them. And we remain curious about them to keep learning about them as their bodies and minds change. Just as ours does too. And that's why it's important to keep sharing as well. So I hope this podcast has been helping you share more and have more realizations and take more shame out of it and you know, take some ego out of it. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Just learn what you got to learn and move on. You know, solve the problems by being curious. Curiosity over judgment always. And I know it's really easy to fall into judgment because we have so many misconstrued ideas about sex based on how we were raised and how we were, how we thought it should be like and whatnot. And we have our own fears. We have our own turnoffs, right? So that's why sex is such a difficult topic to discuss. It's so easy to be judgmental. It really is. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're a human and you need a little more awareness around, all right, I'm very likely to go into a place of judgment when it comes to this topic. So before I talk to her, let me just take a moment to focus on being present um, in curiosity. Like just try to be as curious as possible. And sometimes it takes that, okay, before I go to talk with her, let me go in the bathroom and just like take a few deep breaths and think curiosity and kind of prep yourself for that conversation so that your natural human instincts don't just blurt out and you're like so that's it guys uh i hope this is helpful don't forget to check out youtube because my youtube is going crazy at least that one that one video did having sex first making love which i did not think would do well at all <laughs> to be honest when i got the request i was like who cares like that's <laughs> And then it's like my most, it's like my third most popular video out of like 98 videos. So that's really, really funny. And uh, check out, so check out the YouTube and you can always feel free to uh, send me requests for topics. I love getting the requests and check out Andrew and I's podcast if you want, if you're into just listening to a random podcast about our lives and what we find interesting, which is sex in the office. So... Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And we'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.